0: Thanks for tuning in to the Direct Access to Oxford Physical Therapy podcast, where we talk about your body, how it moves, and empowering you with the knowledge to manage and treat your pain or discomfort. You will also get an exclusive behind-the-scenes look at a successful private practice. You have the questions, and we have the answers. Now let's get moving.
1: Hey everyone, welcome back to the Direct Access to Oxford Physical Therapy podcast. I'm your host, Matt.
0: And your co-host, Allie.
1: And we have a special guest joining us today, Avery Kondik. Welcome, Avery.
0: Hi. Hi, guys. Thanks for being on.
1: Thanks for having me. I bet many of our listeners might know Avery. He's seen commonly through the northern Kentucky area running along the side of the road. (laughs) (laughs) But tell the listeners, what do you really do? What's your day job, Avery?
2: I am a physician assistant uh, for uh, Beacon Orthopedics. I work with
1: Dr. John Larkin. Mm-hmm. And,
0: and if people have been listening, Dr. Larkin has been an esteemed guest that's right. of our podcast.
1: That's right. But uh, that's not kind of where you started. Give us a background. What's your professional <laughs> we background? We really want to get to you. You were doing you. some things even before physician's assistant in like the medical field, right?
2: Uh, yes, I was a uh, athletic trainer. -huh um, and I worked for a few years in the uh, in the training room yeah. and on the field training yeah. athletes yeah. before I went back to PA school yeah.
1: how does that uh, I mean how does that background change how you look at the patient in the office having the background from being where you looked at them in the training room and on the field uh,
2: very similar I think that uh, the nice part about treating patients is I think that we were able to treat them, uh, in multiple facets, we can treat the weekend warriors, we can mm-hmm. treat the high school, the college, professional athletes, um, and everybody has the same goal, and that's to get better, to right. get back into action, and whatever that looks like. Yeah, um, If that's a, a 5K, a 10K, a, a sit-to-fit class, um, uh, maybe one of water aerobics, yeah. they want to be back to activity. Sure. And you're a pretty active guy. Uh, I, I like to be active. <laughs> I yeah. mean, if he's out there running. <laughs>
1: but why don't you tell the listeners what's, what's, what was a big accomplishment for you last year athletically? I know you were competing in some things. Yeah. Uh,
2: well, my background, um, I, I grew up as a runner, you mm-hmm. know, running five 5K, K's and 10 K's um, you know, around town with, with my dad and with my friends. Yeah. My dad always says that, uh, he was a, a runner before running was cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, was he like punishing you or this I was, was like, Running's you didn't, you weren't here. grounded or anything. I was right? not. Grounded okay. I was just making sure. Yeah. No, no, I actually, not that I would think it. that knowing you, I'm just saying <laughs> we're, we're going a little deep here. <laughs> yeah. Let's go back to my childhood. Deep traumas of yeah. <laughs> <Deep traumas laughs> childhood. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, so, uh, I kind of grew up as a runner and, um, Yeah, about 15 years ago, I started getting a little little more advanced in my my running, Mm -hmm. uh, endurance uh, athlete and started uh, some half marathons, some full marathons, uh, some local, uh, smaller triathlons. Mm -hmm. Um, And then that just in time, developed into a
1: half Ironman and then a full Ironman.
0: Oh, no way. Wow. So, Yeah.
1: So, for the novice, tell uh, tell folks what's the difference: half Ironman, yeah. full Ironman. For somebody that doesn't know, yeah.
2: So uh, a full Ironman is a two point four mile swim in open water, mm-hmm. so uh, a lake, a river, mm-hmm. an ocean, um, followed by a hundred and twelve mile bike, <laughs> finished with a twenty six point two mile run, a marathon. Wow. Um, so yeah, that's the half.
0: That's the fool. Oh, okay. yeah. I was so like, how, where yeah. are we going with this? <laughs> how many days does this go <laughs> right, over? Right,
2: right. Um, but uh, no, the half is obviously half of that okay. uh, 1.2 mile swim, um, That's 56 awesome. mile uh, bike. and then uh, How long
0: f- does that take? Like, does it go over multiple days? Because I would be out there for a weekend. <laughs>
2: Seems like a long time, doesn't yeah. it? Um, the elite athletes can finish around eight eight and a half hours um your average eight age groupers um between 10 and 12 hours and then you have actually there's a cutoff so after 17 hours they're coming to get you You off the course (laughs) you (laughs) know sorry this is not a multiple event um you have to leave we're closing the roads oh that's demoralizing Um, yeah um but uh yeah it's um I've done three full Ironmans now. Wow. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Do you have the tattoo? I, I do not I have the say, tattoo. That I was going to say, That is a great people. question. Yeah,
0: I know that some people What's
1: have it. What's this tattoo? This is news to me. They get like
0: the logo yeah. of, like, the Iron Man tattooed it on is. him like, to, it like, is. wear as, like, a medal that they completed, It's right? a badge of honor. And you've it's, done it three a times. a
2: passage. Yeah, the, the M dot is what they call that. Okay. okay. Yeah. And uh, almost at the finish line, as soon as you cross, there's a tattoo artist. Wait, really? Are you serious? No. Oh, I was like, <laughs> there's no way. They I'm thinking it's, like, Yellowstone,
1: thing. and they, like, brand you
2: as <laughs> was It's pretty cross, much you know? like that. Exactly, really?
0: Exactly like that.
2: Wow. <laughs> um, But uh, I don't have a tattoo, no. Uh, Are you
0: planning on doing one again?
2: I am scheduled for October for my fourth Ironman. This one's going to be in California. Wow. That's awesome. Where was the one this last year? Last year was in Florida, Panama City. Nice. Um, So I've done Louisville in 18. I did Chattanooga in 19. Nothing in 2020. Um, And last year was uh, Panama City,
1: Florida. Cool.
0: How do we always surround ourselves with runners?
1: You know? (laughs) I gotta kind of wonder who we're hanging out with. No, <laughs> <laughs> but it's not all been peaches and cream along the way for you with training. There's been some bumps and different things that came up, right? Sure. I, I think
2: any time that you're trying to be active, trying to push yourself to do more, you're going to have... Um, Like you said, bumps in the road. Yeah. Um, It it can be an injury. It could be an overuse injury. It can be an acute injury. It can be a chronic injury. Yeah. Um, So I think everybody suffers from that. You don't have to be half Ironman or full Ironman. I think anybody who's trying to be active can suffer from those
1: types of injuries. Is that um – you know, there's a saying about nurses. Like nurses make terrible patients. I don't know <laughs> oh. what kind of patients PAs make, but just as a healthcare <laughs> I'm say practitioner, exponentially probably worse. <laughs> I mean, I think that's just got to be a challenge. Like you're constantly diagnosing yourself. Yeah. You're like, hey, yeah. I think it's this, and you got this, and while you're trying to compete, are you, are you thinking through that when you're feeling an injury like that? Come on,
2: a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, you're definitely self-diagnosing. Um, yeah. and you're trying to figure it out so that you don't have to. You know, rely on your partners to say, "Hey, what do you think about that?" <laughs> <laughs> um, the the fortune I've got the f- uh, the good fortune uh, to have access mm-hmm. to a lot of good medical professionals, yeah, mm-hmm. um, and physical therapists. Yeah. Well, that
1: brings me to the I to the next point. We uh, <laughs> you know we talk about access, <laughs> and one of the treatments we've talked a lot about, and our loyal listeners will know, is dry needling, and that was one of the things that kind of. Helped you through the process, right? Absolutely. I think that um, the,
2: the the biggest compliment or, or the biggest uh, way to know if a therapy, a drug, a prescription is going to work is if you use it yourself. Right. You have anecdotal experience, right? Sure. Um, and our physical therapists, and I don't say ours. I think there are physical th- therapists out there that yeah. are just fantastic. Sure. And you get to work with them side by side. You mm-hmm. get to. They can pick our brain, and we can pick their brain. Yeah. Um. And I like, um. There, there are therapists out there, and specifically Oxford Physical Therapy, who do a lot of continuing ed. Mm-hmm. Okay. They are on the most current, uh, most uh, cutting edge technology. Uh, and treatment that is out there. Mm-hmm. So I went to a couple of the Oxford physical therapists, and I said, "Hey, what do you think?" Yeah. And I, they had a big grin on their face. <laughs> they couldn't wait. They couldn't <laughs> wait, and they said, "How about this dry needling?" And I said, "I'm not sure. I like needles." Yeah. <laughs> And they reassured me. They said, "No, no, no, no. This is this is not what you think. It's not what you do. You don't. Right. You know, we, we don't put those needles in your knee. We put these small like acupuncture needles yeah. into the area that hurts." And I said, well, "Wait a minute. That's the area that hurts." <laughs> I'm not sure we're, we're 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 on the same page. Um, and they said, "No, no, no. Let's let's walk through this a little bit um, because, again, as an endurance athlete, I was getting some overuse yeah. injuries." Yeah. Uh, Achilles tendonitis, a little patella tendonitis, a little bit of quad tendonitis—nothing that would stop me, but it would it bug you. Yeah. So they said, "Well, let's do an eval on you. Let's let's make sure mechanically everything looks sound, and mm-hmm. you know what is what needs to be strong is strong, what needs to be stretched is stretch, but also, you know how we how we can treat you." Um, and they did, and they said, "Yeah, we we think that dry needling would be appropriate for mm-hmm. you." Matt, I mean, as a physical therapist, you might want to go into greater detail, but um, the the thought is, if we can get these small acupuncture needles into the area, it helps increase blood flow to the area mm-hmm. to help with healing. Yeah, right.
1: Yeah, I think so, and I think um, you know it's it's a way to fast forward. Like we had these tools before with other methods. But we didn't see the kind of rapid response like we do with needling. And that's, to me, has been the game changer. You know, we could do some things with instruments, with our hands, with different modalities. And yeah, it improves blood flow. But nothing was as rapid response as the dry needling. And that, to me, in practice, is what's been really just crucial. Um, And I think creating that right environment, because I don't know if you felt this way, but after needling, you know, now... The, the muscle, the area, it feels different. And so we can do things we couldn't do before needling. So you get this window where now you can couple the right to your point, the right flexibility, the right strength, the right balance, whatever it is you're trying to create, and um, the performance is just so much better.
2: 100%. Um, what I've noticed is that you know, we did do a thing called A-STEM. Yep. Not E-STEM, but right. A-STEM, where yeah. we actually used this – Tool that mm-hmm. helps break up some scar tissue, realign the fibers, get things where they're supposed to be. Um, do the dry needling, increase the blood flow to the area, mm-hmm. and then you're right. Afterwards, you feel much better. You can do that stretch you need to do. Right. You can jump on the the strengthening better yeah. now that you could do before. That you yeah. You can do before. I'm sorry. Um, and it, it it was amazing. Um, I will tell you, and I'm not. I don't want to scare any listeners. <laughs> I'm not a fan. Like I still don't like the concept of it.
1: We have a it, special Avery blindfold he wears. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's a scream room.
2: No, it, no it, it it is not. It is not painful. It's just the thought of it. And, uh, they, they laugh. Um, but I still go back and do it cause it works, mm-hmm. but yeah. it's not, it's not painful. Um, it's, yeah. it, it's one of those things where it kind of hurts so bad. It
1: feels good. <laughs> yep. Um, but when it's done, I'm amazed. Yeah. I think, um, you know, I think that it's it's hard sometimes because it does feel so good. And some patients come in and they'll say, can you just put the needles in and that's it? Yeah. You know? And while that might feel good in the short term, I think if we miss that follow-up of mm-hmm. yes. flexibility, strength, really driving it home, we're not probably doing as good a job. And I'm just curious, like, your perspective on that as patient and practitioner. Like, what do you see... Personally, do you experience and what have you seen in other patients?
2: I agree. Where dry needling is a modality. Right. It is a fantastic modality, but it is not the end all. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, you, you definitely have to correct the issue that's causing yeah. the problem. Um, I think, on my standpoint, the ability to see that patient and to rule out any. Mechanical issue, any structural issues, anything else that's going on is important. Mm-hmm. Once I can rule that out and say dry needling is appropriate mm-hmm. um, and we get them into your hands, that's not where it ends. It's, it's as you mentioned before, the stretching, mm-hmm. the strengthening, the biomechanics, the gait analysis. Doing everything to make sure that this doesn't come Back, Correcting those
1: issues. Right. Yeah.
0: Would you say it's kind of like people who wear braces, they still have to wear their retainer afterwards? (laughs) (laughs) I think
1: it's a good analogy, I guess. Yeah. I mean, you
0: still have to keep up with the something that was supposed to fix the issue, but you still have to keep up with. Well, I think
1: it's, I think it's just, it's crazy because people do feel such a remarkable change in such a short amount of time. I mean, I've had patients literally get off the table after needling and they're like, this is amazing. I don't have any pain. And so sometimes there's a little bit of work to do to convince them, like, you're not done. Like, we still need to do the background here because, you know, as good as you feel now, that's how we want you to feel forever, basically.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Well, and and that's it. Why are you having this tendonitis? Why is your distal iliotibial band tight? Why is your patella tendon tight? Why is your Achilles tendon? Do we have to fix something within your foot and ankle do yeah you have some pronation some supination um are you having some weakness within the hips and the hip flexors you know people will come in and say oh I'm getting some Achilles tendonitis or some patella tendonitis well we're going to do some exercises for your hip and they go what <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> how does <laughs> that exactly make any right? sense yeah that, yeah that, you're that, exactly I, right that, no way that doesn't they have me doing these band walks right and they and I'm strengthening my butt and I'm right. doing these mule <laughs> kicks yeah yeah, it's going to help your patella tendinitis.
1: Well, and I think that's where, <clears throat> you know, I really value the relationship between, um, you know, us, our, us and our team and someone like you where we can have that symbiotic relationship. And whether we see the patient first, you see the patient first, you see the patient in the middle, we see him in the middle. Somewhere along the way, we're putting our heads together for the benefit of the patient. Yeah. Because there's many times we've seen a patient screen them and gone, mm, I don't know, is that lateral knee pain a meniscal issue? Or is it distal IT band? Before we get too far down the road, let's have Avery take a look and get it checked out. And I know there's patients you've sent and said, hey, there's no meniscal issue. It's lateral IT band, and then we can dig in. So. Yeah,
2: I, I tell the patients all the time when when they come over to see Oxford, you know, be prepared for an exam. Bring your running shoes, yeah. bring your, your active clothing, because they're not going to just pinpoint and say up it's just iliotibial band we'll throw some needles on you and send you on your way right they're going to spend time with you and they're going to they're going to stretch your hips they're going to look at your what's tight what's loose um they're going to do a complete thorough evaluation on you to get you fixed
1: so get ready to spend some time and do some work in there and i would say by and large over the last 20 over 20 years in doing this, that patients' knowledge level has increased. The internet has been good and bad, but good in a way. Because they'll come in and they're like, well, you know, I've tried X, Y, and Z. But often the missing link is they're not able to self-diagnose or dig into that root cause. Yeah. That's exactly right. They might have tried ice massage on the outside of their knee but they never even thought about lumbar spine tightness affecting their hip flexor. That's exactly right. And that's where, you know, our team can put things together, and I think that makes a big difference.
2: The um, self-diagnosis via online, yeah, they treat symptoms. Right, yeah. They not treat Web symptoms. <laughs> <laughs> WebMD. is great. They'll treat your symptoms, but they're not going to treat the root problem, right. like you said. Um i don't know matt on your standpoint right now have you seen an influx because we always see this time of year um the new year's resolution people yep, yep. the this the the, the you know i want to get to the gym i'm going to f- uh, train for the flying pig yeah whatever it is too
0: hard too fast too, too hard <laughs> that's right yeah. that's
2: right um so we've seen an influx yep. uh, of it's it's started, sure. yeah it's starting you know
1: um i think that uh you know, it's definitely out there. I think that my advice to that subset is get advice sooner than later because sometimes just some small changes to the routine or you know a, a stretch here or there or maybe some needling. I mean, I'd much rather treat something on the front end than people come in and go, yeah, this has been bugging me since February and now it's <laughs> May and they're like, I want to do the pig in a week. And I'm going <laughs> – Geez, you didn't give me a lot of lot to work yeah. with here, right? <laughs> you right. know, so I would say, you know, as you go through athletic events like you've gone through, you know, there's pain you got to push through, but there's athletic pain, and then there's like mechanical, physiologic pain. I think yeah. that learning that difference is really important.
2: I do. And I think that the, the nice part now is that there's access. Mm -hmm. They can get in to see you Mm -hmm. on, 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 you know, pretty easily. Yep. Um, they can get in to see me and I'm with you. I'd rather see an acute injury more than I want to see a chronic injury. Not that I don't mind seeing chronic injuries, right? Sure. Sure. (laughs) But you know, we can, we can, like you said, if you can fix it on the front end, it goes much better. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of these training groups mm-hmm. have connections and relationships yep. with I know Oxford yep with beacon um, that hey you know you're starting to feel a little something go in and see them um, right. they, they might talk to some other runners and you know hey some general advice is good um, but we as we get farther down the path yeah you know let's 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 get some medical professionals.
1: Um and, and get it evaluated
0: and keep them running. Yeah, yeah I think
1: that's key, Ali. Honestly, I think people's biggest fear is they're going to tell me to stop. Yeah, you know, and I I started this resolution. I've been consistent for three weeks, and I don't want to stop now. And I think that the biggest pitfall is if you if you don't change or modify or get some advice you're going to be at a point where you're forced to stop where with a little bit of the right treatment, the right advice, you might be able to continue running maybe with tape or a brace or an orthotic, or we show you some exercises before or after you get a medication or whatever it is. We're here to help keep you in the game, not put you on the sidelines. Yeah. So
0: we don't get any benefit from our standpoint of seeing our athletes on the sidelines, not doing what they love.
1: Nope. (laughs) Nope. We're here to help you complete your goal for sure.
2: Yeah. And, uh,
0: There are so many, like we
2: said before, um, New Year's resolutions, sit to fit, silver sneakers, um, you know, couch to five k. I want to do my first ten k. I'm looking at the pig, the mini or the uh, mini heart marathon. um, All those, and we kind of get that that feel, that vibe. I think Cincinnati is a really cool town. They've really, um, they're they're a, a more running
1: town than people realize i think there's a lot more resources now than when you started running with your dad <laughs> back in the day yeah. to help somebody get into it yeah right and oh. to the exposure is just so much greater so i agree with you um i think the help and the resources are definitely out there yeah um but
2: recommendation wise um you know let's get them in soon let's get evaluated If uh, dry needling's appropriate for you it may not be appropriate that's it, right. You know, a lot of people say, well, you know, hey, what do you think about dry No, that's not something we want to do in that area. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, no, that's not uh, – we're, we're going to get an MRI because, like you sure. said, this could be a lateral meniscus tear. This could be something else going on. Um, and we don't want to spin our wheels wasting time and, and, and money and, yeah. and effort of doing something that doesn't have the appropriate uh, or accurate diagnosis.
1: Right. I think it's important, and I think the communication – between teams is just, you know, again, ultimately at the benefit of the patient. Yeah. I think a really cool podcast would be um, me <laughs> going over
2: physical therapy and just podcasting my... While you're getting needles? Yeah. Oh. It would sound a lot like... <laughs> the <laughs> live... Yeah.
0: It, it is... It is <laughs> I'm just kidding. Live it is, episode. I, with I, I've, never,
2: I've never seen... You know, Katie or Dave or any of those guys just smile when I walk in. I'm like, hey, I need some needling. And they're like, yeah. Grinning ear to ear. This is, gonna, this is this is going to be good. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, and then luckily they, they at least put me sometimes in that private room. Yeah. Other times they put me right
1: there in the middle for like all the patients. <laughs> everyone. Yeah. So they like, That's see? because all the other patients chipped in. They're all your <laughs> other patients that put money in the pot. <laughs> they so. want to see this. Exactly. Yeah. They're like, when Avery time. comes in, I want okay. him right here. <laughs> oh, I, you know, I, it, I don't want
2: to make it out. Like, I don't want anybody to maybe like, oh, I don't want, I don't want to try needle. Yeah, and, uh, no, Ivory it's not says bad. It's, it, no, it's not. It's not. It is the weirdest feeling, but it is I, – I, I can't say enough on how well it works. Yeah. Um, I am amazed by it. And I, I'll tell you, Matt, it started um, a few years ago um, for some lateral epicondylitis, mm-hmm. so some you know tennis elbow. Yeah. And, uh, that's one of the best areas that it's actually the best for, yeah. And, and your brother, yeah. Tom, says, hey, he says, let me throw some needles in there. And I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> I don't I don't trust him he with anything. No, oh, I can't believe right? he sold you on that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was like, okay, the way you put it that way, throw some needles in there. Yeah, <laughs> Sounds very uh, – but uh, I, I was having trouble actually holding the power tools in the yeah. operating room. I was yeah. like, man, this is – Power tools. So, that's one yeah, way to put it. <laughs> right? <laughs> Dr. Larkin talks about the power tools. Yeah. Um, but uh, so he, he does the test or the strength. Yep. And he's like, All right, see, i strong strong here. I'm like, no, I'm not very strong. Okay. So then he throws these needles in there. And says, Let's do it again. I'm like, Whoa. I, literally that visit, right? Yeah. That that quick. Yeah. Um, so it's I'm remarkable. Like, yeah. Um, so he says, You know, give me like four to six visits. And I think by the fourth visit, I'm like, Dude, I'm, I'm cured. Yeah. I you mean, know, obviously do your stretches. For sure. And, and exactly. Ice it and do the things you're supposed to do. And, better mechanics on how you're lifting um how you're using your wrist and your elbow and and i've never had it since and that's why i'm like i'm a There's believer something to it i'm in yeah and then that, and that's when i did in my achilles tendon did it in my patella tendon
1: and um
2: you, yeah i you, think for the listeners
1: thing. i think oh, yeah. i think when you think <laughs> of tendon issues you know when you hear tendonitis when you think of that um, when you think of where the muscle hits the bone, dry needling is just so good for those areas because other than that it 's really, really hard to generate a lot of blood flow to those areas, and blood flow is how they heal hey, Matt
2: yeah I wanted you to expand a little bit because I know a lot of the listeners might if we have runners and triathletes okay. yeah. or anybody else on there um the um the the roller, SASTM. oh the um what do they call foam foam roller foam roller foam rollers. yeah so I have an opinion about the foam roller. Okay. I've looked at the studies. Yeah. Um, tell me
1: your opinion on foam rolling. I think, um, I mean, I think in the right situation, they can be helpful for people to maintain some mobility. I think they became a kind of catch all for any time you hurt on the outside of your leg or, you know, any time you have this tightness or whatever. Foam roll it, foam roll it, foam roll it, foam roll it, yeah. and people were overdoing it for yeah. sure. And back to the point we we talked about, where hey, let's make sure we know what we're dealing with before we enter into treatment. I mean, I would consider foam rolling almost like a treatment, and so. We need to know what are we doing and why are we doing it before we just start jumping on foam rollers. Because they
0: sell those, like, anywhere you go. I've seen them at TJ Maxx. And inside of running stores, they have them, too.
1: Everywhere. And that's where, you know, a lot of times we'll we'll see a new runner or even an existing runner out there, and they're like, well, I've been rolling the outside of my leg, and it's not any better. Actually, it's worse. And Mm. I'm like, well, you're inhibiting the muscle we need to strengthen. You know, you're further shutting it down, and so – um, I think it can be good in the right situation, yeah. but I think it gets overused.
2: I, I agree, and especially if you have somebody come in with uh, an acute pathology yep. and they're just rolling the heck out of it yeah. without, you know. If you're an endurance athlete and you, it's part of your warm-up right. uh, or your cool-down and it's something you do on a regular basis just to give, great. right. If you're trying to treat proximal or distal iliotibial band syndrome or achilles tendonitis and you're just foam rolling the heck out of it yeah i don't think it's a good idea right uh, i also think and and uh, we can bring up some of the studies man those deep fibers of the iliotibial band man you got to crank on this pretty hard yeah to get down to actually have any benefit for sure um so what area
0: are you're talking about
2: so where the the On the lateral aspect of your hip or the outside part of your hip, there's a band of tissue that goes from your hip down the outside part of your leg that crosses over your knee. It's called the iliotibial band. Um, Often in runners and cyclists, those can get tight and inflamed. Um, But they are so deep and so tight, the forces it would take to get a foam roller to have any benefit (laughs) is... Right. Yeah, so I don't um I don't So you yeah,
1: I think your point of blood flow, warm up, cool down, all that's good. I think just knowing what we're doing when we're doing a foam roller is you know, helpful too. Right. You know, we're probably not getting to the deep IT band to quote unquote stretch it. Right. Just because
0: all the foam rolls are are out there and accessible to everybody doesn't mean everyone knows how to use them. Yeah.
1: Correct. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there's another, you mentioned Achilles. There's another device that's real popular. It's called a pro stretch. And it's like a blue rocker that you put your heel in and you can stretch in again in the right situation. It can be very beneficial, but I've had patients that hurt in their Achilles and, get a pro stretch and start stretching the heck out of something that's acute and irritated. And then the pain doubles, you know? So again, I think back to when we talked about early intervention and a little bit of advice because knowing when or where to use the foam roller or when or where to use the pro stretch, things like that, that are now commonly out there on the market, or you might see YouTube videos about using them and things like that. Every one is different. Every case is different. Every runner sure. is different. Sure. And so, you know, just don't misapply something because it worked for somebody on YouTube to yourself.
0: Use with caution. Should be labeled on all of it. <laughs> yeah,
2: and, it, and it's, so, it's so, like you said, accessible. It's mm-hmm. in every store, mm-hmm. Walgreens, Walmart, mm-hmm. Target, runners, and or uh, running stores. Um, and they think, yeah, well, I'll try that. Um, but instead of seeking medical advice, yeah. good medical advice of like, will this work or not work? Right. You know? um, yeah. But uh, yeah, the foam rollers, man. That's that's the big one. And then a lot of people now have been using the uh, lacrosse balls. Have yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. another big one. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, again, like you said, used appropriately uh, for certain pathologies or warm up cool down things like that they're great but and yeah. you know not not used you know correctly is
1: end up being detrimental yeah yeah so. we'll really appreciate the information yeah before That's- we leave our listeners i have to give a shout out to Avery's mother uh-huh. One of the nicest individuals you'll ever <laughs> want to meet. Avery's somewhere in the middle, but Avery's mom is just off the charts awesome. I, I couldn't agree more. She, she <laughs> 150%.
2: Uh, Matt had the uh, opportunity to uh, rehab my mom following her total knee replacement, yep. and, and she crushed it. Um, she did. She she made it look easy. Yeah. You know, it's really hard for me to go in and see patients now and be like, listen, my mom went through oh. this and crushed it.
1: Um, That's awesome. I think it was a lot to do with her rehab, honestly. But oh, oh, oh. they always say, well, where did she go to physical therapy? Uh, <laughs> no, but uh, but she's fantastic. You're fantastic. Thanks Thank so you. much for the time. your yeah.
0: physical therapy. Another, we appreciate it. Yeah, everything. another great guest that I think it was just like we set him up to like say the best things, but we didn't. Pretty much. No. Oh, yeah. You followed the script. Yeah. No, no, just kidding. Yeah, exactly. Where do I get my check? <laughs> oh, okay. And on that note, we'll see you next time, guys. Bye, everyone. Bye. Take care. Thanks for listening. You can find us online at OxfordPhysicalTherapy.com, and you can also find us on our social media pages like Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok. Remember, you do not need a doctor's referral to receive physical therapy in the state of Ohio and Kentucky where we offer double the care for less than half the cost. You can schedule appointments online or stop into any center for a free screen, what we like to call a bee visit. Please write a review, send us a comment or message on our social media platforms, and until next time, keep it moving!